St. Catherine's is a place to commune and to pray, and I will not tolerate any disruption whatsoever with that communion. Do you understand? Yes. Good. But do you understand I'm the victim here? Do you understand I'm the good guy? I mean, they just kind of threw me in here with you nuns. I mean, do you get that? I'm the good guy. I mean, I saw a guy get his face blown off. So why don't you just give me the key to my room? I'll lay low. You stare to my face, I'll stare to your face, and I will commune my little black ass in that room. Can you handle that? I think it's a very good idea. Thank you. Hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4 Presents Podstalgic, a film podcast on core temp arts. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast? Welcome to another episode of Podstalgic. This is a podcast where we take a nostalgic look back and we discover movies new and old. For this episode, we are doing another old movie, and to celebrate its 25th anniversary, we're doing Sister Act. So joining me for this review is Sydney from the Sign Me Up podcast. Hey, Sydney. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, Podstalgic? <laughs> hey, what's up? Yeah, well, this is the first time you've been on uh, this show, but we have uh, previously collaborated on my other show, We Got Five. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Good times, talking hella shit, and yeah, you know, definitely <laughs> you a lot of good times. You for a good episode. Definitely a good topic of, you know, ain't shit guys and girls. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, I mean, that's what you guys do. So I thought yeah. that you and Shana, your co-host, would have been perfect for those. So if anybody's interested, over at We Got Five, it was episode fifty-one and fifty-two, uh, titled. Um, don't trust a man who and then the sequel to that was don't trust a woman who so a lot of fun talking about relationships and clues to people that are um untrusting untrustworthy yeah and i think those are words red flags that you gotta be exactly exactly looking out for So for the listeners uh, listeners that never checked that uh, episode or those episodes out, uh, can you talk a little bit about your show and what you and Shana do? Yeah, sure. So our show, Samia Podcast, is um, basically, uh, I would consider it to be kind of like a relationship advice-ish podcast but um the main the core of it is about astrology we talk a lot about like different zodiac signs and how people interact in certain zodiac signs and then um we talk about like the woes of dating in this generation and online dating and tinder and all types of like shenanigans but it's good fun like it's all jokes but check us out we're on itunes and soundcloud are our main ones but we're on like Stitcher and tune in too in case you guys use those as well <laughs> yeah I highly recommend it I love the show I love the tender tales I love you guys the singing and rapping yes uh, you guys <laughs> drop all the pop culture references so um, stay woke so uh, definitely yeah. check out the show <laughs> Now, this movie, Sister Act, uh, it came out uh, May 29th, 1992. The number one song at the time was Criss Cross's Jump. Hey, jump, jump, everybody. You remember that one? Jump, jump. Did you ever wear anything backwards? I never wore anything backwards, um, but Criss Cross came from Atlanta, 
And I grew up in Atlanta, so or I'm from Atlanta, so um, definitely was a huge song. Definitely was a crazy culture time going on at that time, but I never wore anything backwards. I think I was just like too preppy and private school kid to be cool and wear stuff backwards, but everybody was doing it. Everybody was everywhere you went. See, like that song was number one for two months. Um, I never wore anything backwards because none of my clothes were big enough at the time. Right. Because uh, <laughs> their, their stuff was uh, like super uh, uh, sagging and um, I, I didn't get to wear any of those like sports jerseys that they wore. So, uh, but yeah, the song is hey, it still plays on the radio in some places here. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, you get catch it in a throwback scenario or in a mix at a party or something like that. It's definitely one that uh, I've, I've gone to clubs where they do like 90s night and that's mm-hmm. one of the go-tos for sure. Um, that show, that song was huge. It, it had to have been like all over the country at that time. Like just oh, yeah. these two little kids just jumping around. <laughs> they are. That, that's it. I mean, it's an easy thing to do. Right. Um, people without rhythm can also do it. You yeah. know, so it was, yeah, the song is still super catchy. Right. Crisscross uh, to make it jump, See? Jump. <laughs> there you go. Somebody's doing it right now. Yeah. Now, the weekend that this movie released, Sister Act, the other two movies, I've never heard of them, but uh, Cold Heaven and The Adjuster. And they barely made any money. Cold Heaven made $99,000 opening weekend, <laughs> and The Adjuster okay. made uh, just under 400000 uh, Sister Act made $139 million. Well, Yeah, this is I just saw that on uh, IMDb, <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? Like, I did not know that that movie had made so much money. Yeah, well, you know, I, I'm sure there's a couple of things about it that uh, we can get into. Um, and I didn't know this, but Class Act came out the following week. That's with uh, uh, Kid oh, and Play. Oh, that movie is so good. That was a good, good one, too. Yeah. So um, that's... That's like the unofficial prequel to like a house party because that's yeah. when they met in school. Yeah. Um, but Sister Act, the, the reason why I think this did so popular, well, first off, you know, just a few years before, uh, Whoopi Goldberg was in like Ghost, you know, so and she that, got that, that really Oscar. helped her out. Yeah, she did. And um, this movie directed by Emil Ordolino, he also directed Dirty Dancing, you know, which um, was, huge. was a big year, 87. Absolutely. So it's written by Joseph Howard, which is actually not even a real person. It was really uh, written and produced by Scott Rudden. And there were so many script changes, and a lot of people came in and kind of helped uh, work on the screenplay. And that's why he went with the pseudonymed Joseph Howard. So it's really written by Scott Rudden. And it originally uh, started in 1987, the same year as Dirty Dancing. And it took a few years to get off, and originally Bette Midler was attached to it, um, which is kind of interesting because her and Kathy Nahimi go on to do Hocus Pocus together. Uh, right, which, and Hocus Pocus is like my movie. <laughs> I love that movie, but I, I love, I loved Hocus Pocus more than I loved Sister Act when I was little, but uh-huh. I still loved, wait, what's her name? Uh, yeah, Kathy Nahimi. I still loved her because she was also in Sister Act too. So it was like she's great in both movies. Yeah, she is. She so is. Good. She's so good. I haven't seen her in years, but she's... Um, she was. She was. Uh, she played a mother on one of the Tyler Perry movies not too long ago. I, uh, 
Do you watch a lot of those at all? I can't even deal with Tyler Perry. So no, okay. Because I was going to tell not. you what it was kind of about. Because uh, she played, you know, she she was kind of kind of herself. Like she was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked her. I saw her. I was like, she she lost some weight. She thin she thinned out. So yeah, that's she, good. She she was she was looking really good and healthy. Um, you know, I'm not trying to fat shame or anything like that. I don't want anybody to go there at all. Because <laughs> oh God, I mean, don't like, you, people are so sensitive. That's that has nothing. You're fine. You're good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I'm just protecting myself here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right, so we mentioned uh, who directed it, some of the other people. So Whoopi Goldberg plays Dolores Van Cartier, right. um, who uh, also disguises herself as uh, Mr. Mary Clarence in this movie. Uh, Maggie Smith is Reverend Mother. Kathy Nahimi, who we just mentioned, is Sister Mary Patrick. There's a lot of Sister Maggie Mary. Maggie Smith is Mother Superior. Not mother, yeah, Reverend Mother, Reverend Mother Superior. Mother. They didn't well, call her Reverend hey, Mother. What? No, but that's that's what Wikipedia has. So somebody needs to update that. Yeah, fuck but that. she is Mother, Mother Superior. Superior. You're right. Um, now, do you know much about this uh, religious stuff? I went to Catholic school. Okay, so so you do know a little bit about. I know a little bit, yeah. Yeah, there, there's a little shade in I forget her name. One of the sisters, um, like later on, drops like, "Were they Catholic?" I thought it was really funny. Um, but Harvey Keitel plays Vince uh, LaRocca. Uh, Mr. Bill Nunn plays Lieutenant Eddie Souther. Uh, Wendy McKenna as Sister Mary Robert. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else that's big. I think that's um, pretty much our our main people. With a bunch of scenes. I want to say, yeah, those are, the, those are the main ones. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, Sister Mary Robert, she's the one that's really timid. The, the, yeah, the young she's one with the, the red hair. She's, yeah. She looks um, totally different now. I'm looking at her page like she's grown up, uh, obviously. But Yeah, right, right. 25 <laughs> years later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> The, the the hard thing the thing with this is we're, it's going to be really hard to kind of really keep them straight, but um, I think so. Mary Robert and Mary Patrick are going to be are like two main ones that really help out. Yeah. So a little refresher uh, on the movie uh, Dolores. She is a lounge singer from Reno. She's a Las and- Vegas showgirl. Come on, La- you need to well, get your. <laughs> But, but but they, they, right. she performs in Reno. She 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 performs in Reno, and she's not doing well, uh, career wise. Yeah. Uh, not as well as she she would hoped, anyways. Um, but uh, she witnesses her boyfriend murder somebody, and uh, Lieutenant Souther places her in a convent in. Did they? It was Detroit, somewhere in Michigan, right? Did they see? Did they say exactly where? You know, I don't know where they were. Now that you say that, um, here, let me let me pull that up. So, Frisco, huh? San yeah, Francisco. I, was, I thought that they were in California, but when you said Detroit, I was like, maybe I was wrong. Shit, I, I watched know. something recently, um, but but you know what? I mean, look, it, it was it was it was in a low income area, you know? Yeah. Uh, which is was really interesting. I mean, that explains why like the sisters never really go out into the community and stuff because they they're they they scared. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Um, so that's pretty much it. Uh, most of it actually takes place in the comment. Um, but uh, w- what is like? What is your history with this movie? What do you recall like growing up watching this? Um, well, the first thing that comes to mind is it was like one of the few movies that I could actually watch that my dad was in. So I don't know mm-hmm. if we said that my dad was in this movie. <laughs> your dad is a Bill Nunn. Yeah, my uh, we dad did is Bill Nunn. I, um, you know, I I didn't want to mention it unless you brought it up. 
Oh, yeah. Well, that's really why I'm here, guys. (laughs) Yeah, so um, my dad was in this movie, and it was like a movie that was in theaters, so it was kind of exciting for me. A a lot of the stuff that I had seen prior to that, or I hadn't seen prior to that, really, because I was too little, and it was too um, mature, whatever. So it was really cool for that reason. And then um, it was just really funny, like... I I was little when this movie came out. I'm I was two years old, so okay. I didn't see it until you know after it had come out. But I knew that there was like a lot of excitement around you know around the time and all that kind of stuff. I actually have to show you this picture because this is like this could like be some cover art or something maybe for the show. But let me try to get close. Oh, nice! I this love it. This is like yeah. we came on set, <laughs> and that's, that's my that's my older sister Jessica, okay. and then that's me, little baby me. That is and awesome. My dad. Yeah, so that is awesome. it was cool. It was a cool time, but I definitely remember being. I I can um, fast forward to being in like elementary school, like maybe you know second, third, fourth grade around there, and like that would be the movie that I always would reference for my friends like yeah my dad is an actor have you ever seen sister act because it was like the only like kind of like kid movie that we would have probably seen so right yeah because do the right thing was a little for right definitely yeah a lot of (laughs) a lot of my dad's um stuff was you know for older audiences pretty much everything i mean when he got later in life he did like some kid movies like he did this movie called firehouse dog and like the early 2000s that was a kid movie but like the majority of his stuff like he either died in it or like played a cop searching for some bad guys or something like that so yeah yeah so i mean it's a good one to reference that this movie was very successful yeah you know um also whoopi goldberg everybody knows whoopi she's in she's uh in everything i mean she was in one of the ninja turtle movies you know the the first remake one um which i, I forgot that she was in there but when she showed up I was like hey it's whoopi right you know? so <laughs> uh for me the first time i saw this was actually when i was in the sixth grade so i'm having a hard time even remembering what year it was so i feel like i came this uh in this a little bit later than when it actually released yeah um it was introduced to us in music class and uh the teacher handed out like the lyrics to all the songs um we would watch the movie and then we would just kind of like sing along basically you know and then I enjoyed the music so much. I enjoyed the movie so much. The following year, I joined choir, you know, and so I was Aww. in choir. Yeah, that like the, the rest of middle school stop. and that all is of so high school. Cute. <laughs> yeah. So I, I have mentioned it before. Um, one of the recent episodes I did was Titanic, and I was talking about how uh, we sang uh, My Heart Will Go On. Yeah. You know, and, we played uh, that in band. I was in the band in elementary school, and we played that. I played the clarinet. <laughs> oh, nice. I played trumpet in middle school, and my favorite piece from a movie was the uh, Jurassic Park theme. Oh. So that, that was a really good one, too. But yeah. yeah, and then I would go on to sing My Heart Will Go On in choir. So yeah. Um, so I, I think all the singing and all that started with this movie and watching it again uh, recently it just gave me all the feels and uh, I loved all the songs and I guess this was probably also my introduction to cover music because 
what I didn't realize at the time when I first watched it was that they were changing lyrics to, yes. you know, to, yeah, to reflect religion and all that. So I never quite got that. And uh, I, I already had an appreciation for like the old music, 50s, 60s, what have you. Mm-hmm. And this helped that too, because a lot of the music Dolores listened to were that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, which makes sense because the director also did Dirty Dancing, took place in 19... 19- Oof, gosh, I forget the year now. Sixties, um, probably. I, I kind of forget, but it's, it was a period movie. Um, so I think he he kind of likes old stuff, right? So so the movies. The let, let's talk about the relationship between uh, uh, Vince and Dolores. Now I completely forgot this, but Dolores is actually the side piece in this movie. Really? Yeah, he's got yeah. Uh, He's got a, a a wife that he keeps telling Dolores that he's going to leave. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. See, this is what I'm saying. Like, I've seen it a bunch of times, but definitely forgot that little detail. Okay, yeah. I remember that in the beginning they were arguing about it. Right. Yeah, right. because he ends up, like, trying to apologize by giving her a mink coat that right. was actually his, uh, his wife's. Right. <laughs> Childish. So, yeah, the relationship between them, like, in retrospect, now that we know, like, she was kind of, she was a struggling, you know, talent or whatever, feeling like she was much hotter shit than, you know, she really is and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. It probably seems like she was with him for a matter of convenience, you know, to kind of like keep up the appearances of her lifestyle and all that kind of stuff, because she was ready to sing on his. Well, she wasn't really ready to sing on him, but she was definitely not trying to be down for him and like ride with him through the thing. Like she was scared that she was going to get killed. It wasn't like I'm down for my man no matter what type of situation. So I definitely think it was like convenient for her to be dating this like boss you know guy or whatever yeah and i just did boss in air quotes because (laughs) he was really a bitch but you know yeah i mean he he didn't do the shooting i mean most dons or bosses they they do have their men actually uh do the execution but um yeah the because we do see her like open up uh, singing with the the Ronells, no, the Ronettes, and you know nobody in that casino is like paying attention to her. Like right. one guy look looks up and he's he just kind of just looks and then looks back down, you know. So <laughs> she is not popping, you yeah. know, up in this uh, in this lounge at all. So I I did I did kind of forget that because I didn't. I didn't remember where she was in her career. Like, I didn't know if she was popular. I just assumed she was. Um, but that that's is like a That's because of how her personality was, though. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, she was definitely on her, like, I'm really that bitch type of, right. like. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, she really was. So, she, um, there was one point that she, you know, went, she wanted to go talk to Vince about the, the mink coat and kind of address that. That's when she witnesses the murder. Uh, so she escapes that. And then that's when she goes to the cops. And uh, Lieutenant Souther, uh, he comes up with the idea to put her in this convent and says, look, he's not going to find you there. So they go from Reno to San Francisco to this convent where we meet Maggie Smith for the I mean everybody knows Maggie Smith because she was in Downton Abbey she was in Hook she played the Windy Lady mm-hmm. but I forgot how she she was actually a bitch in this movie she really was she like, was not really feeling it initially no, for sure not at all 
And like they never outright said it had anything to do with race, but it was all there in the dialogue. You know, she she didn't want to help out like in any way. That's interesting that you said that because I never once thought about it being race. Like never. I never thought about her being having an attitude with her as being a race thing. Like, until you said that, never once did I think, like, oh, damn, she triggered her like that because she's black. She just seemed like a bitch in general. Like, she really wasn't fucking with, like, nobody that wasn't, like, of the cloth. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. but, I mean, maybe race, was, it was an undertone of it. But that's just my, like, youthful... That's just my youthful eyes just, like, watching it objectively and never even making that connection. But now we live in this, like, fucked up Trump era. It's like everything is so Mm -hmm. heightened, so. Yeah, it did mean... It's like it's just like some of the shade that she drops, you know. Yeah. I'm just like, huh, you know, like she always references, like, I mean, like, I mentioned at the top of the show that this was originally a vehicle for Bette Midler, you know, who is a white actress, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, casting Whoopi Goldberg is like a, a big. I mean, they're both great comedians, but it's it's hard to ignore. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I know, like, some of the dialogue, again, aren't outright. Like, she, Maggie Smith, she says things like, um, oh, your lifestyle. And, and the way she, like, looks at her. Mm-hmm. I, I can't see her looking at Bit Midler the same way. Mm-hmm. So, so in my opinion, yeah, I, I always felt like it came down to the race. She never wanted to be nice. She never wanted to help. And every chance she got, she was trying to do shit that, you know, was kind of... Um, to kind of like piss off Dolores yeah you know like um, saying she needs to go to bed at 9 she gotta wake up at 5 like I mean obviously she has to play the role of of one of the sisters there right cause the other sisters didn't know the deal they didn't know but even Dolores at the very beginning she was like just give me my room I'll just stay in my room and that's it but Mother Superior she is insistent no no Put on, put on the the robes. I, I don't know mm-hmm. what they're called, so I apologize. The habit and, and the robe, yeah. Yeah. So, so she's making, she's like forcing her to play this role, and so she has to do everything as they would. So, but Dolores is like, no, just let me be me. Let me do me. I'll stay out of your guys' way. Let me just hide. So, like, I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's like the the, the plot device to kind of like make the movie. Yeah. Um. So, like later on. You know, after after a couple of things, like uh, one of my f- favorite moments in this movie is when um, Dolores sits down for the very first time and has lunch with these with the with the um, uh, other nuns, and they uh, Sister Mary Kathy Nahimi. We're just going to call her that. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like, oh, with her being the new new nun, maybe she should say grace. <laughs> and then like Dolores is incorporating like the Pledge of Allegiance with like the walking through the shadow of you know food or I don't know. It's it was hilarious. I don't know if that was like ad libbed or what, but uh, I couldn't stop <laughs> laughing with that one. She um. Like, even the meal, she's, like, looking at the stuff, and she's like, what the fuck have I gotten into? Like... Right. Like, where am I? I'm, like, eating stone soup right now. Yeah, and then, and then, um... Gosh, I forgot exactly what they were talking about. It was something Mother Superior didn't approve of, or she didn't like what Dolores said. And so, all right, well, maybe you can fast. And then Dolores (laughs) like, no, no. And she tried to, like, pull her soup back. 
And so she was forced to not eat. And then that leads us into the scene where they're all working in the garden. Yeah. And all the nuns are like, they're kind of watching like Dolores standing there by a tomato plant. (laughs) (laughs) And then like she just swipes it. Like everybody like they're looking, but then they look away. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So... So that so again like just another instance like wait what now you're gonna make this woman fast like yeah w- come on you know so <laughs> but see me like I don't maybe that's just because I went to Catholic school that could be like another d- dimension of why I, my perspective never even went to that because just because I know like Catholicism ain't no like walk in the park like it's definitely a lot of ritual I mean not ritual but routine and I guess ritual yeah too also but so I was just thinking like that's just how Catholics are it's just like a hard cold environment to be in and you know they're trying to break her down because she's supposed to be like you know like all about the Lord like (laughs) yeah so I don't know I just always looked at it like she was just the stereotypical hard-ass nun who was just like not even here for no like sinister shit not up not on my watch like right not having that so yeah because um the, the the thing is uh I, I did read that the writer, he did go, I don't know if he stayed at a convent, but he at least went to go research there. So he, he did probably um, get a bunch of ideas. And I think uh, Dolores is, the the name Dolores actually came from a real nun. So the guy did his did his work, you yeah. know, for sure, to make this uh, as authentic as he could. Um, so the uh they have a talk Dolores and Mother Superior and she's like all right so there's something else I can get you to do I'm gonna make you sing yeah so we go to the choir and well Dolores doesn't want to because she's like have you heard them they suck They're, they are not good and so she goes to the choir and then the the uh the nun that's the conductor she's like I know what's going on they put you in here to take to take force this over. me yeah. out right uh, force me out because yeah so um, she was she like challenges. fucking tone deaf like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she was the she's worst. the only one that thinks everyone sounds good yeah and know? then the pianist and, Mama! Right. <laughs> check your batteries <laughs> check your battery <laughs> click oh okay i can hear you now <laughs> that is such a great scene because um, at first, when Dolores was challenged to take over, she's like, oh, no, no, no. Everyone's faces, they're like, oh, please, please, we need help. Yeah. You know, and then and then uh, the, the, the nun, the other nun, she was just like, she said something. She was like, um, she wasn't having it at first. And then, like, all the nuns' faces, they just kind of like, oh, you know, this is, this, this is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, they so so they even knew. like, But nobody ever wanted to say anything, which I thought was really funny. Mm-hmm. But um, I really did like the scene. Because this is where um, Dolores even, like, th- this is like the that little story arc of... Mm, the little one yeah wendy is, is her patrick? real name but it's mary something she was another mary robert. yeah mary robert yeah sister mary robert yeah so she's very timid so dolores gets her to like uh belt out this note right and so the first yeah, song so they sing is, the first cover that they perform at church is um my guy which is so yeah. funny because anytime i hear like my my family my grandma my aunt they always listen to oldies and stuff so i always hear like 
you know, the song My Guy, but they changed it to My God, like you were talking about the covers, and I'm always mm-hmm. just, I always laugh at that because, you know, I always sing the God version because... Because <laughs> of this movie. Yeah, for, because of this movie, yeah. Like, there's not a man to take who could take me away from my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a, definitely one of my uh, favorite songs on here. I mean, it's a great soundtrack. Yeah, it um, is. I, I love all of the, um, you know, the songs. That, now, there's one, there's one, okay, it's like the very first song that they attempted singing. This is before uh, Dolores joined. I don't remember the title, but it is a song that we also sang in choir. Hail <sighs> Holy Queen. Me. Is that what that is? I can't. I can't get the melody. It's, but... Yeah, Salve Regina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, the, that's the one. Salve, Salve, yep, Salve Regina, and that's when they like started like breaking the beat down when she joined with them. That's right. So that song we actually did in high school as well, and so I obviously we didn't do it as a you know the upbeat version like in this movie, mm-hmm. but I always kind of remembered. Oh yeah, they did that in Sister Act too. So that's that was probably my. I think that's my favorite song. I think of all the ones that they performed. I think my favorite one that they do is the last song. I will follow him. Oh, it's kind of like a medley him too, right? Wherever he may go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a real good one. Yeah. Um, so the rest of the movie, you know, with uh, Dolores being there, making an impact on the choir, you know, she's the one who's like, okay, they need to practice like every day, mm-hmm. not just twice or whatever it was a week. And um, and then we go through a montage because, you know, 80s and 90s love them, some montage. Mm-hmm. And then so she's making such an impact that they're going out into the community, um, cleaning the building right. and just dancing speaking with, with the, the kids. People. Like double, like, double, wait, uh, double Dutch. Right. They're double Dutching. Right. All the nuns out there, double Dutching. They're painting a mural. They're doing a community garden. They're just like getting it together. They're bringing in everybody. Everybody's from the coming to church now. Like before yeah. the church was having low numbers, they about to get like shut down and then everybody starts coming. Yeah, I really like that a lot because like that that leads into part two right, as well. You exactly. know the, the whole thing about their the church shutting down. Yeah. So um, I'll throw, I'm throwing it down, but Devin's joining me on that review, Sister Act Two. There oh you go. yeah, Sister Act Two. A no shade to you know my dad or anything, but I really like two more than one because Lauren Hill, duh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Lauren Hill, and then the uh, I forget the guy's name, but he goes on to be part of um, City City High. Yeah, he City killed High. it. That's he it. kills it. Like his singing, uh, so good. Yeah, I mean it's it's a real good the one. Songs I mean, it's about the songs in two are even better. Like hands yeah, down. well they they incorporate pop, you know, yeah. more modern pop songs. Right. So I know the whole finale to Sister Act two. I'm gonna have to like come in on that one because I can <laughs> okay, literally for sure. do yeah, we'll like get together. the whole. There we go. Finale for you guys. <laughs> oh, I'm, I might have to uh, take you up on that <laughs> offer. So during the montage, um, you know they. Uh, Vince Caesar on TV, which is funny too, because like um, Dolores, she was holding like a little white baby trying to right. cover her face. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they figure out she's uh, at the comment, and then the rest of the movie is when uh, they try to get her back. Uh, you know, we get a lot of like Lieutenant Souther as well, um, trying to like speed up the the trial. Yeah, he's doing real policing out there, running around and 
jumping and <laughs> popping other uh, dirty cops right, in the face. Yeah, so, yeah, he's like catching other dirty cops in the act. There and... we go. <laughs> um, but th- that's pretty much the end of the movie. You know, I I do enjoy a lot of the scenes with the nuns, like running around Reno. Mm-hmm. Um, I read that Kathy Nahimi, she herself loves to gamble, so she was up in the slot machines like during downtime. That is um, so funny. I did not know that. Yeah. And then the um, Wendy, uh, who plays uh, Sister Mary Robert, she she smokes, so like she'll be at like playing blackjack, like smoking and stuff. So I don't know if they were ever still in the nun clothes. I, I, I hope, hope they take not. it off. I hope not. God forbid. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I mean, representation. People are gonna be like, um, "What kind are they from?" We need to like probably notify them. Right. But. So I did read that, like, the women, they, they enjoyed their time in Reno for sure. Um, so that was really interesting. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's, pre- that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, that it, like, the movie, I, I feel like it definitely was a good movie that could have a sequel. You know how some movies is like, I feel like, you know, we had enough, we had the whole story in the first movie. We don't need a sequel. But this one, I definitely feel like they left a lot of opportunity for... A, a, a second storyline, you know, another thing to come back because it just was laying the groundwork, like giving us all the backstory and all that kind of stuff and getting us ready. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you make a very good point. It's just kind of like, um, uh, what we we're just talking about how, you know, this, this minor, you know, just drop of the line of how the convent, you know, could get shut down you know like people weren't coming in and stuff mm-hmm. well that, that again that kind of plays on uh, plays in to the um the plot in part two but you know around the early 90s they were doing a lot of uh movies where you know teachers are coming in to kind of like clean up the classroom and stuff like that so same thing for part two you know i mean that's just uh like a couple years right before you know dangerous minds and all these other yeah, yeah, high school yeah. movies you know so i mean i thought it was perfect i thought that was a great idea uh, a great reason for the nuns to go back and bring back um you know dolores you know right. like hey you you did this uh, music thing with us and it worked maybe you could do it with the kids everybody loves music yeah everyone loves music you know so that's like one of those universal languages you know that can get people on board and things so definitely looking forward to that one as well um so what i do on the show is uh i kind of went away with the you know kind of the rating um but what what i do is i talk about the the score on rotten tomato and also imdb and we just kind of like decide which one uh we kind of agree more and you know if we don't agree with any of those then that's when you can kind of throw in your um your uh your rating okay but on imdb uh sister act 1 got a 6.3 out of 10 uh, which is actually, I think that's pretty good too. But Sister Act on Rotten Tomatoes got a uh, fresh with seventy one percent, so just a oh. little bit higher. Okay, I feel like that's Surprise fair. There. I feel like honestly, both those like we can we can you know do a a mean average, yeah, and that would be fair. I definitely think that I would expect for the second one to have a higher rating, just because. 
I think it was better, but <laughs> see, you think that I feel, I feel, um, having, see, I've been doing movies for like, um, three years now. And that, that just seems to be the thing like, Oh, I love that movie so much. But then the critics didn't love it because it was a kid's mm, movie. It was a kid's movie. Yeah. It was a kid's movie. I'll be uh, interesting the, to hear. Don't tell me now if it is. Hard. Oh yeah. No, no, I'm not going to reveal that yet yeah. for sure. Um, like, so the critics on Rotten Tomato gave it, uh, 71%. It was so it was relatively fresh. Uh, audience score was 65%. So I I think the audience is about right. I think 65 mm-hmm. is fair, and that's right in between, kind of like what you said. Yeah. Um, another reason why uh, I I have a feeling that it's probably lower. Well, first off, sequels usually aren't as good. But um, Devin and I we also did the Mighty Ducks, and the Mighty Ducks one was really good. And Devin loved part two, and part two was like a big drop like mm. after reviewing it you know I and- also like the sequels to Mighty Ducks like I definitely am a Mighty Ducks I I, I think didn't they have three sequels they had three yep. I mean I mean two sequels and then yeah two sequels so, all three movies yeah I, yeah we did all three I liked all three of them but I wasn't I wasn't upset at the sequels because Keenan came in right and Keenan and was, was also funny in part three. as fuck <laughs> I think um, I think yeah, oh yeah, Devin loved the uh, the knuckle puck. Yeah. Uh th- 3 was my favorite. That was when they went to the Olympics, right? Uh When did they the go Olympics to the Winter the Olympics? Second one. Okay, yeah. That, I think that the, was The my third favorite. one is when they go to school. They they, they go to a school and then it's like JV oh, versus the private varsity. school. Yeah, yeah, they all go get into the school, right? Yeah, that one was yep, good. But yep. no, I think the second one was my favorite when they went to the Olympics. Yeah. And they were playing against Iceland, which was all green. Right. And um, so I, I kind of equate, you know, the the two. They're they're kind of similar. You know, it's like that's when we break. I mean, I know Sister Act One was ninety two, mm-hmm. but you really couldn't place it in any decade because, uh, well, I mean, some of the music is a little bit dated, mm-hmm. but for the most part, most of them are older pop songs. They're in a comment most of the time, wearing a type of uniform, so you don't really get to place the decade really except for you know again some of the glimpses of the teenagers of the neighborhood. yeah like when they yeah. were clean at the neighborhood you could see kind of the style but you're right right in the other ones it's clearly like more geared to a certain era yeah it screams 90s and and that's kind of what happened with the mighty ducks one and two as well one it's kind of like muted you couldn't really tell mm-hmm. was it was it late 80s was it early 90s but 92 it screamed 90s you know no doubt yeah, so so that's it. But um, yeah, Sydney, I want to thank you again for for coming on the the show to talk about Sister Act. Yeah, this was fun. Like I actually remembered way more than I thought I did. So <laughs> yeah, that's, that's go. good. <laughs> yeah, I I really enjoyed uh, rewatching the movie. I mean, shit, I wouldn't even mind uh, watching it again. To be honest with you, yeah, uh, I, I do need to own watch it again. the DVD set one and two. Oh, okay, you know? so you got it on hand. Yeah, so 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 I do have it. Um, so. Do you you said you want to come back for part two then? Yeah, I'll come back for part two because, like I said, um, me and Lauren Hill, like that's my girl. So, you okay, know, when all right. So there we go. I'm... His uh, I sound just <laughs> like her. I know. Is on I know. the sparrow. Oh. I thought you had it on in the background for a second. There. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even tell. All right. Yeah. Well, so Sydney, for we'll, so me. I guess we'll go. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I had a lot of fun. But um, 
So why don't you tell the listeners like where they can check out the show, how they can interact with you uh, on the uh, social media? Yeah, for sure. Okay, definitely hit us up on Twitter at Sign Me Up Podcast, um, Instagram at Sign Me Up Podcast, and our show is on SoundCloud and iTunes right now. Sign Me Up Podcast. Uh, my personal Twitter handle is at Sydney Poppins too. That's Twitter and Insta. So yeah, hit me up. My DMs are always open. <laughs> there we go. Mm-hmm. Slide in the DMs. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So for me, um, Instagram and Twitter, at uh, Podstalgic. You can also visit CortenParts.com to find my content, including my other show, We Got Five, with the uh, aforementioned Devin, um, where Sydney was also a, a guest on, again, uh, again, episodes 51 and 52. Um, we got a group page, you know, Court Parts Podcast. If you want to interact with me or any of the other hosts from other shows with other listeners of the network, um, just do a search. Court Parts Podcast will grant you the access. Just don't try to sell people anything. Um, but that's pretty much it. Uh, so, again, soon come uh, review of Sister Act 2 uh, with Sydney and Devin. So uh, thank you guys all for listening. If you haven't done so, please uh, consider leaving an iTunes review. Uh, that really help out the show. Uh, if you got a few minutes, why don't you, uh, well, more than a few minutes, but check out Sign Me Up. And then, uh, you know, spend a few minutes leaving uh, reviews over there as well. You know, that will help out both shows. For so sure. support I- independent podcasters, yeah. Amen. So, um, yeah. So thanks again, Sydney. Uh, thanks, listeners. Uh, we will see you guys next time. Later. Thank you for listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court and Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.